0: up my name is grace and thanks for tuning in to the gt young adults podcast we're a community a part of gt church in victoria bc we love jesus and have a passion to learn and live like him and have a ton of fun doing it all of the messages and conversations you find here will point you to his truth and his hope so lean into whatever god wants to speak to you today enjoy what you're about to hear and thanks for listening What is up everybody? It's Pastor Lucas here jumping on to another Sunday recap where we take a quick moment, five ten minutes, and look at one thought, one big idea from the last sermon. I always want to encourage you, go back, listen to the last sermon before listening to the Sunday recap. It'll definitely help and make a little bit more sense. We are now in a new series where we went from questions Jesus asked to questions we asked Jesus. Same idea, new series, an inception series if you will, a series within a series. And this week we tackled the question, does God care? We looked at the story in Mark 4, all about Jesus calming the storm. Many of you know the story. It can also be found later. I believe it's Matthew 8. We looked at this idea where when Jesus is on a boat with his disciples, there's a storm rising up. The disciples are freaked out. They run downstairs as Jesus is sleeping on a cushion, the Bible says, and they wake him up. They literally say, Jesus, don't you even care? Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And so Jesus, of course, calms the storm and then he responds to them, don't be afraid. Do you still have no faith? And we unpacked a lot of different points there. And I want to make sure you know, if you're listening to this podcast or listen to this quick clip here, yes, he cares for you. We saw this. I broke it down in three quick thoughts from creation to salvation to destination. He put his image on you. He created to you Created you with the mind of having relationship with you. He doesn't need your worship. He wants your worship, it's different. And so even in creation, we see this desire, this love, this care. Then we rebel, we turn away from God, we sin. And what does he do? He dies on the cross for us. If he doesn't care for you, then why did he die on a cross for you, right? And then again, heaven, a home for you and for me, eternity, friends, he calls us, he says, you are citizens of heaven. And so we can, again, together look at, creation we can look at salvation we can look at our destination and it's so clear that god cares for us i put i painted this picture i i said this thought and i want to say it again on the recap why would anyone create you design you desire to have a relationship with you then being rejected by you still takes your pain and place for you only to create a heavenly place in eternity for you why does he do all that being god if he doesn't care for you The answer is, the question really isn't if he cares for us. Of course he cares for us. I wonder if there's a deeper question, right? I wonder if the question's more about suffering. Why is there so much suffering? Why do I feel the pain so much? Why does it always feel this way? I want to bring you back to Genesis a little bit. When God created us, I need you to know, our God created us with the intention of freedom. Like, and I know that word has a, almost a like controversy now, but he he had to, wanted to give us choice, the choice to choose day in and day out to love God the Father. Here's what's beautiful. God is, is, is referenced as Father hundreds of times throughout the Bible, which funny enough, this may seem odd, is actually a unique Christian characteristic. Like, Allah is not is not referenced as Father necessarily, in the Quran, as much as God in the Christian Bible, in the Christian worldview, in the Christian ethic, is absolutely constantly related to as God the Father. And as a loving Father, He wanted to give us the choice. I think there's sometimes this preposition that God created evil, and it's not it's not actually true. God, in all things God creates, is good. But by giving us the choice to love him, right? Hear me for a second. By giving us us the, the decision between life and good, the, the knowledge of good and evil, both trees, if you will, we actually have the decision every day, the choice. We're free to love him. We're also free to hate him. We're free to love each other, we're also free to hate each other, we're free to, to enjoy things or detest things, to to accomplish things or to be apathetic about things. We have a choice. With love comes evil, with right came wrong. He didn't inherently create evil, he gave us the choice which in he- with, with his knowledge knew that evil may come. And so, so we actually bring in this fracture as soon as Adam and Eve cho- chose to go to get, to get that piece of fruit, to bite into it, to have the knowledge instantly, there was a fracture in the system. Sin now enters the world and sin and suffering and pain and hurt now creeps into every single person's life. But I wanna go deep into one main thought. I give you that background, that theology, because we weren't able to hit it in our sermon. But it's important you recognize that what God creates, what God sees, what God has for you is good. The Bible says that, that he created things and it was good. Yet by giving us the choice, because he didn't want robots or slaves worshiping him, he wanted free humans made in his image to choose him. Because that choice came, that choice also comes with love and, like I said, hate, right and wrong. And so in this moment, we're faced with pain every single day. And I really painted that picture that, listen, no matter how positive a person you are, storms will come. It's just the truth. And I think what we need to remember is this, this deeper thought. This is the deep dive I want to take right here. Is that God's authority might be the revelation you need in the storm, not necessarily his comfort. We know that God cares, we know that he loves us and he's for us, but maybe the reminder we need amidst the pain or hurt that we may be facing is not necessarily that he just loves you and wants to come for you, although that is wonderful and good and true and beautiful and we need that, it's truthfully that he is sovereign and in control and has authority over all. Me and my kids, we play this game sometimes where we'll ask, hey, if you were in charge, what would you do? Hey, Bowman, if you wanted to do anything, anything at all on Saturday, what do you choose? And he'll say something silly like, let's go to the, I want to mini golf I don't want to spend money on this. It's kind of fun to play, to play the game, even with your friends. Maybe there's a, a decision or a political thing you're discussing. Okay, if you're a God, if you're a prime minister, what do you do, right? And sometimes we play this thing in our mind. And I need you to know that just because you don't see everything God is doing, you don't, maybe it's not tangible right in front of you. He is authority overall. I don't think the problem is that he isn't authoritative. It's that we don't want to relinquish control. Listen, with everything that has happened these last few years, most of us, especially someone like myself, I know I am grasping at any and every piece of control that I can get, right? Like there are certain parts of my life I'm okay to give to God, but there are certain parts of my life I don't want to give to him. I want to hold on to and stay control of because if I, if I let go, I'm scared of what will happen. Maybe you feel like God's calling you to something big, drastic. Maybe it's the mission field. Like I'm talking like third world country. Like he's put a call in your life to go and do something drastic, but you don't want to give that part up. You're afraid of what may come, the storms that are, are headed, the, the pain that it may in, 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 you may ensue. God's authority is the revelation you need. And at the end of the day, GT Young Adults, we have to trust him. We need to turn over every single part of our life. Otherwise, we're not truly living free and and honestly at peace with the Lord. So can I encourage you today, whatever day may be, to trust him, to let him have full control over your life. I want to encourage you to pray a prayer of vulnerability that says, God, wherever you want me, wherever you'll send me, I'll listen, I'll go. I can't control every storm, Lord, but I can control whom I trust. And I'm going to put my trust in you. As a practical step for you this week, trusting God can seem extremely, um, uh, just not tangible, not very theoretical, not practical. Like, how do, I, how do I do that in a practical sense? Here's what I do. I, when I'm facing something that's difficult, amidst a storm, a battle, whatever you want to call it, whatever cliche, hallmark term you want to throw on this, I always ask myself, what is one thing I can do right now, and what is everything else God's job to do? So for example, something comes up recently. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's uh, something with our kids. What's one thing I can do? Okay, I can make a doctor's appointment for my daughter or I can um, head and make sure to go to the bank and do what I need to do. Like, I can pray about this. But outside of that, I can't do anything. There's nothing else I can do. So I want to encourage you to do the things you can do. I think we get so overwhelmed about what we can't, we don't do anything. So do what you can, make that call, S- take that personnel for coffee and say sorry. Um, uh, make sure to, to, to study up really good for that test, not just to pray last minute. Do everything you can, which then leaves you with what? No other options, but simply to trust the Lord. If you do everything you can do, then you have to leave everything you can't do up to God. But if you're leaving certain things out of the element, if you're not working hard, if you're leaving some things up to chance, if you will, then of course you're going to feel out of control. Of course it's going to be hard to trust. So do everything you can. Let God do everything you can't. Relinquish control and recognize that there's no amount of positive thoughts, no amount of self-help books you can read to be in full control of your life. There is an element of mystery and storm that will always come. And that's why it's so important to have faith, to trust the Lord and know that he has a plan for everything. As we close right now, I want to take one more moment and read the serenity prayer over every person. Maybe this is exactly what you need to hear. Maybe you need to stop washing dishes. You need to stop, uh, pull over to the side of the road. You need to open your hands, posture your hands to receive, to let God take control, to let, to again, like we did last night, to fully and openly trust him. Father, here's the serenity prayer. You guys ready? Take a moment, pause. Here it is. Father, give us courage to change what must be altered. Give us serenity to accept what cannot be helped. And give us the insight to know the one from the other. Jesus, we trust you. You're in control. Amen. Love you guys. Praying for you this week.